0: irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to All About Guitar with Jeff Loro, only on L.A. Talk Radio.
2: amazing instrument. It has developed into an incredible voice in today's music. So many types of guitars. So many styles of playing. All sorts of gear. How does one make their voice be heard as a guitarist? My name is Jeff Floro and welcome to All About Guitar where we talk tone, we talk technique, we talk gear. Where we discover how we can become better musicians in a world of constantly changing technologies, where we take a good look at everything guitar, and sometimes not exactly guitar, but just as important, so we can be more successful as a musician in today's music scene. So sit back and relax, and let's explore All About Guitar. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to All About Guitar. We have a great show for you tonight. This I'm really excited about this. My dear friend and fellow classmate is back, Pat DiPuccio. Uh, you might remember him. He was one of the, uh, the founding... Uh, members of the Flipside magazine and his magazine i'm proud to say is in the the hall of fame and uh, as one of the major documents documenting the punk movement basically he documented that magazine basically preserved all the information about that the that style of music and all the bands very cool pat move your mic closer to you so you can talk um, so anyway, he had called me up and we had talked about this. We're, we've been doing a continuing series. We've done one on UK Punk and the Detroit scene. And he wanted to do one on Power Pop. So tonight is our Power Pop show. And uh, joining me, there's several people I'm very honored to have. He's on the phone uh, calling from, I think it's Cleveland, right? Yeah,
3: which is why I'm wearing
2: that v Okay, so he's he's uh, it's um, Wally Bryson, who is one of the guitarist and one of the founding members of the Raspberries. Welcome to the show, Wally.
4: Well, thanks for having me.
2: Okay, cool. cool. And uh, also joining me uh, some other people that know a little bit about this and have been contributed in the, some of the music in power pop. Uh, I have Ken Sharp here. And uh, he has done his. He's done his own. Uh, he has his own album out, and he's done it as an artist. But he's also known as a uh, author, and he's written a book about the raspberries. If I'm correct.
0: Yeah, that's true. Two,
2: two, not just one, but two.
0: One with Bernie Hoje, Yeah, the first was the first book I ever did, overnight sensation, the story of the raspberries, and the second was raspberries tonight so it's such an honor to be on with one of my favorite players of all time wally bryson yes,
2: yes. and it's so it's great to have you here and then also to Hi,
0: yeah. hey wally <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and also on the show uh we have rex broom who's part of the if i'm saying the name of the band right the Armoirs. that's correct the Armoires. yeah let me get your little, oh, sorry. A little heart a little <laughs> bit there and uh but he also has a he's a co-founder of uh of an a record label bigs big stir
1: big stir records yeah big stir records
2: exactly. so so he welcome to the show too thank you very much very now, I
1: honored to be here too
2: what i'm gonna do and we have some special stuff here too uh if we get to it um we have some uh and i'll let wally explain where that it all came from but we have some unreleased raspberry stuff <laughs> That's going to be remixed and coming out hopefully sooner than later, but what I'm going to do to kind of set it all up is I'm going to play this live clip of the Raspberries, just a, a little segment about a minute and a half of their one of their, their most famous song, "Go All the Way." So I'm going to play that and kind of set it up. And
4: just uh, from pop art, I hope.
2: <laughs> uh, do you the know
4: Popeyes where? Are much better than live on Sunset.
2: <laughs> what is this this live clip Wally is this out now or is this something unreleased?
4: You can't make okay?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me play it. And a
4: boy producer really wasn't our, you know, it shouldn't have happened. Anyway. All uh, right, I'm playing it. <laughs> play here we
2: on. go. Let's listen to this. this. Really this thing is smoking. Hey, take a listen. gives you a good idea of power pop man that there's a lot of energy on that track anyway i'm gonna let pat kind of set up i'm gonna pose a question to all of you guys but i'll start with pat um i was reading a little bit about pow- you know i was reading about the raspberries on wikipedia and it said on there and tell me if this is true that the person that coined the term power pop was actually pete townsend it was on it was on a. oh
3: it was on, it was on a poster I said, "What well, nonstop power pop, I believe, or something like that." But that's why I've heard that the first yeah, time that's... I was familiar with that name.
2: So, how would you define it? I'll, you can just go around, but I'll let you direct it.
3: It's a, a, a melodic, melodic music, but with an edge to it, you know. And um, you know, I don't know how else really to explain it. Um, I just don't want to hear it. I really like it, you know <laughs> And and uh, But there's a melodicism to it, and, and you've got this, the, the kind of crunchy guitars and things like that. Stuff like The Who or Small Faces and bands like that came out with, with this uh, really nice melodies, but there's, you know, the crunchy guitars and things like that kind of take it a little further and give it something more for it. Mm-hmm. More. So that's kind of the way I always looked at it, and it kind of went through, you know, the, the different phases from, from Britpop to the mm-hmm.
2: present, you know, stuff like uh, Rex is doing it all, you know. Well, let's go around the table here a little bit. Uh, what do Rex? Well, I think
1: to, to me, um, you know, there's a, it's a term that's both kind of extremely useful and maybe a little bit problematic because there are <laughs> going to be people who, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the guy who wrote the book on it, so uh, you know, <laughs>
2: well, we're going to get to he, him. He'll in
1: he'll, a he'll you know tell you where. It, there are people that are that are very uh, very specific. About very about the genre, and that's one of the tricky things because to some people it's a very broad definition. And like Pooch was saying, almost anything that's melodic rock over the ages would be you know considered uh, to be power pop. Some people are very I guess you'd say you know Catholic about it, and uh, it has to. Hey, hey, hey. "Hey, I'm sorry, Uh, it's a term, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, and they have these very very uh, narrow definitions of it, which is totally fine too. I mean that's uh, what they're talking about generally is is the the core of it. But to me, the thing that, the, the the usefulness outweighs the problems, which is that it's it's uh, one of the few things that you can talk about melodic, because melodic rock is kind of just a horrible term. I mean, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. sort of like, you know. Um, well, yeah. But but, it's a, but Power Pop is something that's had a heyday across a number of different decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I mean, there's definitely, you know, when Townsend coined it, um, the 70s is when it kind of came into its own as its own separate thing, but there's definitely, I mean, a lot of 80s college rock uh, would, be, would fit the definition. And new wave bands. And new and wave months. bands for sure. And there was a, a, a real resurgence in the 90s, early 2000s, and I can tell you there's a hell of a lot of it being made right now, yeah. depending yeah. on how narrowly you define it. Um, and uh, so I think that uh, you can say that you're doing it without ghettoizing yourself into a decade. So being, you know, If you're doing new wave, you're doing 80s retro. You know, if yeah. If you're doing, it's just like any other you know, term like grunge or something that's tied to a decade. Power pop's been had heydays across the ages, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's an. Because
2: I don't un- the, the part that I don't understand is that the, um, for example, like even some of the stuff like Led Zeppelin, like Stairway to Heaven, to me that's a kind of a melodic pop song. Yeah. It really isn't hard rock, so I don't see that, you know. But nobody would ever say that's power pop. I don't think. Let's kick it to the man, I would say.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, you
0: guys gave some great definitions. To me, you know, I'm a. the raspberries epitomize everything yeah. that's, that's great about power pop, and I would say it's, I would pick three songs that really epitomize it. If someone said, what's power pop? Less than speaking about it, I would say, listen to Go All The Way, listen to Tonight, listen to Ecstasy. Yep. That's all you need. Yeah,
3: there really is. It really
0: is. All played by hey. the great Wally
4: Bryson. Hey. Yeah. There you go. Yes.
2: And Wally, what's your take on it?
4: Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that uh, Townsend coined the term. I know that Link Ray, a fellow North Carolina-born guitar player with uh, Indian blood, as myself, uh, Ray influenced Pete Townsend. I opened up for Pete Townsend when I was in the choir, and Link Ray influenced him. Pete Townsend influenced me, so it all comes around full circle. And you know who was really power pop? And man, I miss L. A. But in the in the uh, Hollywood uh, uh, Hollywood Inn, uh, Holiday Inn, Johnny Thunder and I <laughs> from Ooh, New York Dolls nice. jammed in, in like wow. my uh, my room at the Hollywood Holiday Inn. And that Johnny Thunder really had like a whole lot of spirit. It, technically, he couldn't play so good at the time, and we, I was showing him stuff. I had my Tweed Deluxe amp in my room with me, so we were having a great <laughs> jam session. And to me, Johnny Thunder uh, was, was, was kind of power-pop in sort of a more of a punk, sort of uh, New York dials fashion, but he, was, he had a hell of a spirit. Another guitar player that died way too soon, like Paul Kossoff. Mm-hmm. Free, people wouldn't maybe call Power Pop, but Free had power.
2: Right, right.
4: Paul Kossoff, there's no one that could quiver like him. I heard even Eric Clapton ask him to show him how he got that quiver. So, but as far as Power Pop, I saw Townsend play through two dual showman amplifiers at Music Hall in Cleveland, and he was opening up for Herman's Hermit. The bill was us in the choir. Then they had the blues and the goose, and they had their electric light-up suits on. And they they told me when they sweated on them, they started getting shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you mean you're sweating, and you're sweat, sweating, and then your suit starts shocking you? Oh, boy. And But Pete Townsend that night changed my life. Wow. So if I influence anybody on guitar, I owe it to all the guitarists that came before me, like Pete Townsend, like George Harrison, like Dwayne Eddy, like Link Ray, you know, and the list goes on and on. Rory Gallagher was fly, but pop comes from a lot of different places. I really like the guitar work I did on tonight. That's picking and plucking strings with your fingers. That's part of the technique that goes into playing tonight the right way. Wow. I've got some things, that, the tapes that I have, snippets that you can play, not to mention my new vinyl release on Norton Records, uh, by the <laughs> way. <laughs>
3: God, you. These
4: tapes are baked. A guy called me, long story short, said I got raspberry tapes from Record Plant. They're out in a dumpster, and they're making Record Plant a, a restaurant. Do you want the tapes? I paid $550 for them, got these tapes. Now, I've had a few of them baked because you have to do it. You only get one chance at these baked tapes, and you make a digital copy, then you can remix. So we've got a snippet of Hands On You, a great song by Scott McCall and I. Talk about it, two horny kids. You know, <laughs> if you can say that. It, this has uh, never been heard before because they wrecked our... Our song. This is how the song should have been. It sounds like the Beatles, if I do say so myself. <laughs> you know. All right.
2: Well, I'm going to play. I'll play the live clip of tonight. That uh, I just want to shout oh. out to Tommy Allen because he sent me the clips for you. Oh and, yeah. And he was Tommy. On
4: a, Tommy yeah. knows how to mix.
2: Okay, well, let me go ahead and play the tonight clip, and then we'll talk a little more. Sure, we'll continue on this thought because we I might
4: can play the tonight thing for you live here if you need me to.
2: All right, well, let's li- listen to the clip first. Cool. Now, I want everybody to, to know we're talking on a phone, so uh, when I do have him play guitar, it, we're trying to get it, it. It, it, the phone just doesn't have the bandwidth that the tone. It hasn't have the tone, <laughs> so please excuse that. But let me play the clip here so you get an idea because this thing is just stomping this this live clip so here's tonight Now, Wally, I want to ask you. I have to geek out here for a Where minute.
4: Where's the intro? Huh? Kind of that? Where's the intro? The guitar intro on tonight <laughs> you is have what people to hear? I
2: was deciding whether I was going to give the intro or the okay. guitar lead. Okay. I don't have Come the, on. I don't have...
4: Seriously, do your homework. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I have a question. Oh, I,
4: I... Listen to me. Can I talk now, Mr. Flaw?
2: Yes, you can.
4: <laughs> Mr. Host. Can I talk?
2: You're on the air.
4: <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor. Okay? <laughs> now, if you want to be the first to rule premiere Hands On You by Wally Bryson and Scott McCarl in the Raspberries, be my guest. If you don't have time, you don't got time. There's also Parties Over, an alternate take with a great guitar solo and scratch vocal and then play on instrumental. Not to mention the live at the scene pavilion, you're going to lose that girl. Uh, just the four raspberries. No sidemen, no nothing. We're, we were a good Beatle band. So if you want to get that on, fine, but hey, it's your show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I, I have the clips. I have the clips. I didn't play the whole song. We don't have time. The shows we're already twenty minutes in, but Tim
4: could tell you the intro of that song is what's going on. There you go. He's right.
2: He's uh, okay, I I don't know if I can put loaded in here from here. Um, the let while
1: uh, we play it live. That's right. yeah. We got that. Yeah. Why don't we yeah, do the? Why, why don't do you play I the do intro do that. live? That that is the solution. There we go.
4: I'll be right with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's putting the phone down to grab the guitar. So, okay. He's. He <laughs> <laughs> wally Yeah. he <laughs> has to lay down the phone and go play phone. all right that was awesome now wally Oh,
4: good hey you know he had the amp down so far before before i had to turn it up because it sounds like shit you know before i turned it up
2: so. Now I want to ask you something. In the the live cuts that we played, what were you using guitar wise and amp wise?
4: Um, I'm not sure which performance that was. Um, I think I was using my Flying V because that's what I recorded the song with. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I was using the Flying V. And then, wh- to tell you, he he watched the show.
2: I did. A I did of
4: many times. <laughs>
0: the most incredible shows. I said I would never travel anywhere to see a band except the Raspberries, and I I hit almost every reunion show.
4: It was just... Wow. It was my... Do you, do you remember
2: wedding. what he was using?
4: You've been really nice to us, man, and, and thank you for all the stuff you've done on us and for all the help you've been over all the years. I got a... Publicly say Ken Sharp has been a true friend. Really cool. so well, nice. what, what what little I very much, Ken, for all your help and support. What,
0: what little I've given you, you've given me so much more, Wally. You know, so <laughs> thank uh, you. Yeah, but um, I don't want to
4: sound like a love fest, but you know, <laughs> w- w- Wally, Wally, and we. I got to tell you guys, I'm so glad to be on LA radio. It's like eleven thirty. It's past my bedtime here in Ohio. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm east of Cleveland, by the way, about thirty miles. Well, you're you're in Manor, About right? 30 miles inland from Lake Erie. You're in up, up Really high elevation by little mountain. So, uh, are
3: you are you in Manor now?
4: No, I'm in Leroy Township. I okay. don't care who knows it.
3: It's
4: a <laughs> <state>. <laughs> but I miss I miss Manhattan Beach. I lived on Gulf Street in Manhattan Beach uh-huh. when I was in California. My daughter Allison was born in California. Was that when you went out of here?
3: Was that when you were in I tattoo?
4: And that... uh, that... I miss California, especially in the winter time. I love the autumn here in Ohio. It's beautiful.
3: Well, while we... was that when you were in? Ta- I miss
4: California in the winter, though, man. <laughs> so I want to come out to California. Susanna Hof and some guy, uh, I think that's working for one of the Beach Boys or Brian Wilson. now, was wanting to bring me out to do some Beatles show or something that they do Debbie every Ch- year. I so I'll have Ken Sharp check, check out. it out. For
3: hey, you, me. you have to hey, let me
2: know. We'll have you come in Maybe. studio. That'll even be, be better. That'd be even better.
3: Was that oh, when was you were at Maybe. Maybe was that was that when you were in Tattoo? Was that when you were out here?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was out in Tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Horrible mix that album. They did it while I was in jail. (laughs) (laughs) They caught me speeding 110 on the uh, Santa Monica Freeway. ( démocrarily) I don't do that kind of stuff no more. (laughs) I haven't had a drink in over 26 years. Thank God. Very good. I thank Jesus that I haven't had a drink in. 26 years because I, I did not do well on alcohol.
2: <laughs> now, were you always using Marshalls or did you use Fenders? I amps? used
4: small Fenders. I used a Fender 410 54 Basement. I bought at Bath Music in Brooklyn. Opie O'Brien was our, one of our uh, Mellotron side men and played sax too. And he took me to Bath Music in Brooklyn. This amp is a 54 Basement. Four tens, and they say it was in Frankie Lyman in the teenager.
2: Wow! <laughs> oh wow! Is <laughs> that what? Is, is that
4: I what you? got? Dulux, I got two blonde Shramelux amps, oh. and I've got an old Vibro Champ, a '64 Vibro Champ amp, and and a CBS Champ amp that I'm uh, preamping with a Fender Hot solid state and that's the rig you heard over the phone
2: oh, oh wow. so that's cool. a fender yeah. wow that sounds great
4: do the, both fenders have six watts and they have a six inch speaker right yeah and they're and i'm playing a rock and roll rescue guitar it's an epiphone uh epiphone sg model you know right and it plays great it's got the neck that my double neck six string uh uh, Should have had the double neck six only has twenty frets. This Epiphone has twenty two, and it's incredible. Wow. It's like a, it's like a uh, you know uh, Angus Young guitar. Right, Same right. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> playing better now than I've ever played before. That's cool. You
2: sound great. The the uh, but when you toured with the Razzies, did they use Marshalls? They had to use bigger amps, right?
4: We used we used Marshalls at Carnegie Hall. I used uh, three amps. I used the one Marshall, hundred watt head with a one four twelve bottom, and I used my four ten basement. Plus, I used uh, a Tremolux driving a two twelve inch James B Lansing twelve inch uh, white blonde cabinet, uh, with another Tremolux head.
2: Wow! So I used wow.
4: amp the Carnegie Hall. Wow. But yeah, we went through S uh, Marshalls. We went through high watts and SBTs. <laughs> You know, Bad Company, I saw them open up, uh, I mean, I saw them at the Agora, Right. you know, one of their first gigs in America, and they had the uh, Ampeg Stacks and that, and so we immediately got those, you know. Wow, sure. I'm a total free freak and Bad Company freak, too.
3: Oh, I just saw Paul Rogers recently, so it was great to hear him do free songs. (laughs) You know, that was really cool.
4: I know. He did an album at Royal Albert Hall with... uh, with a band. But I hear him and Simon Kirk yeah. are are gonna try and go out. Now Andy Fraser's dad, I don't know who they'd get to replace him. He, he was, was incredible. Amazing. He was amazing But I want to I want to guitar gig. I'm begging him publicly. Paul Rogers, Simon oh, yeah. Kirk, Wally Bryson can play Paul Kossoff better than anybody well, on earth. That's well I'm telling you.
3: Well there's a bit I, I noticed some of the like the voicings and things are very similar to Kossoff and some of the things <laughs> he played with the open strings so, and all that. It's really cool stuff.
4: Pete Townsend showed me how to play the intro to Substitute, and for the for when we opened up for him, right? And he was they were opening up for Herman Sherman, right? And he I asked him, Pete, how do you do? And he had a double neck six and twelve, just and I ordered one the very next day. <laughs> but he showed me the intro to Substitute. Now, I was the only guy in town who knew how to play it right. We opened up up for the Yardbirds at Baldwin Wallace College when I was in in the choir. Wow. And we're like, me and Dave Burke, the bass player, are like waiting to see Jeff Beck. So we played in Sire City with the Jeff Beck group. Jeff Beck group had Rod Stewart on on lead vocals and Ron Wood on bass, playing a Telecaster bass, Mick Waller on drum. Right. But this lineup showed up without Jeff Beck and some guy named Jimmy Page. Right, right. <laughs> and we're like, where the hell's Jeff Beck, man? <laughs> you know, we We're Beck. So I asked, I was real bold. I asked this Jimmy Page guy, I said, how do you think Beck plays this thing in like uh, happening 10 years' time ago or over, under, sideways down? And he was such a nice English guy. He's like, well,. I believe he plays it like this. And he goes, so I went, wow, this guy's good, man. So he taught me how to do those kind of licks.
3: Wow. So
4: I would watch any and every guitar player. I don't care if it was a concert, a club, the street corner, the subway, anybody that played guitars. As a kid, I was so into guitar. I could not stop. My mother would leave a plate of food at my bedroom door because I would be in there practicing my guitar. Well, you I mean, I with... have been a guitar freak and talk about gigs and amplifiers and setups. Oh, my God. Amplifiers wow. and tone. You guys are right up my alley with mm-hmm. this guitar, all about guitar. Oh, LA Talk yeah. com Channel 1. Okay. Well, you... hey, Amen.
3: Yeah, some great guitar. Great...
4: Hey, publicly, i got to say one more thing. Thank you to Epiphone guitars for building playable instruments that people and kids can learn on. Yes. Because in my day, cheap guitars you couldn't play them. I just turned a cheap, you know, an SG knockoff into my slide rig now because you can't play it. The frets aren't spaced right. It doesn't have an adjustable bridge. You know, yeah. cheesy humbucker fake pickups, but it sounds great for slides. Hey, well, but yeah. Thank you, Epiphone guitars. They make like a like a, a really good beginner guitar for a hundred dollars that you can actually play mind I ran the serial number all I can get is maybe it was 85 or 90 95 in China or Korea I don't know where it was built but they did a great job on it now That's they got cool. the CNC computers and they know what they're doing yeah hey Wally, how can
3: thank, you like, how can you like the, uh, the Apple
4: phone guitars for building guitars that students can learn on at an affordable price. Thank hey, you so much. I need much. to get a hold of hey, some of those. Hey,
3: Wally? <laughs> Wally, how oh, can, gotta... Wally, how come you like the flying V so much? What was it about that?
4: Oh, man. Um, it, I saw the guy in the kinks, Dave Davies. Okay, he had yes. one, all right, there it it you go. That explains
1: it. it. So <laughs> I
4: love the kinks. Uh, the kinks. Ah! Uh, yep. Talk about power <laughs> and pop and poetry it's and everything else. It's true. Come yeah. on. The king, man. It's true,
2: Wally. i a think...
4: win for you, and, and, and it's your life. You can wait, do
2: so. what you want. Yeah, Yo, come on, Wally. I <laughs> saw
1: him this year, yeah.
2: Wally. Uh, looking that at means... what you were using at the time of the raspberries, and what you're using now. What's changed? Have you? What do you think of of the newer stuff, or are you using any newer stuff? What about pedals yeah, or? On
4: our last tour, Eric wanted us to look like the Beatles. And and he got us a bunch of Vox amps. Now, these were modeling amps. Thank God it had one tube in it. But we had to get the... I had to get the Vox rep to come show me how to work this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tube amp fenders and Marshalls and shit. And this modeling thing was like, what? And, they, and I don't use pedals at all. I've never used pedals in my life. I use a small Leslie at times. On the Photomaker albums, now there's something you should play if you want to hear some great guitar. Photomaker,
3: you know, you yeah, and
4: yeah. then uh, Visa V Photomaker, the second album. That has some amazing guitar by Lex Marchese, too. It's incredible, and that is power pop, but nobody's ever heard of it. was all well, well, s- disco killed it.
3: I was going to say the name of the game, that a very edgy thing there, and you're, you're singing like crazy on that.
4: You know, oh yeah, I was like totally record. frustrated with the music industry. I
3: I could tell <laughs> <That Yeah. one. laughs> I wanted everybody to know. That's <laughs> as a great, good, edgy song, man. You know, yeah, I, I, I just my, you know,
4: I used my sixty-five Strat on that. Did you? And that's a one-take solo. That's a basic track solo on Name of the Game wow. on my sixty-five Strat, that's which cool. I still have. I mean, I, wish I still I could... have my Rickenbacker twelve-string sixty-seven. I've got my 67 Gibson double neck, 612. I've got a, a, a Parker guitar. I've got a Music Man. Wow. I've got uh, my Flying V. Okay. And uh, a few other odds and ends. I've got an ES-125 that is so old. And it's the second two. It has two on the back, back of the neck. Wow. first I thought that was a serial number, but no. That mean, means there's a minor flaw in the body, so it was the second. Thing wow. plays great. Got a wooden bridge? Give me a break. <laughs> one, one, black one black pickup.
3: Hey, Wally, did you play a lot on the uh, like the bridge? Did you did you play a lot more back in the bridge when you were doing your strums and it's very clean and everything the way you play as well on those raspberries records and the choir and everything too, you know?
4: Yeah, I tried. I, I tried to have all the strings be heard.
3: Yes, I could tell.
4: But but in my day it was hard to get engineers to record guitar with any distortion at all. Mm. All the early engineers had been trained that the analog equipment had innate distortion, you know, that they couldn't get rid of, but they right away wanted, oh no, turn that guitar down, oh, it's distorting. And I'm like, I want it to distort. It sounds better when it distorts. You know, so I had hell of a lot of arguments with engineers they didn't know how to. Even the first Raspberry album has kind of rinky guitar sounds. that Shelly was new to engineering and he didn't really know how to how to uh, record guitar. He called around and asked how Pete Townsend got his sound. They said he used he used a Champ amp on ten, a Fender Champ. Okay. Because okay. I wanted first album who's sound?
3: Yeah. You know. Your your flurry in the end of uh, rather you leave me is fantastic. The little thing you do in the, at the end of it is amazing, and uh, and your lick in there is kind of reminds me a little bit of Tony Hicks, you know the Holly stuff. You, it's fantastic stuff. and is clean.
4: Well, are you going to play anything else, or are we going to just talk on it? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Well, let's let's bring it around a little bit more of some of the other, um, both you Rex and Ken, um, give some more examples of. Uh, uh so people understand the style because one of the things i want to try to show to the listeners especially the younger kids now that have not really lived there at the time <laughs> when this music was happening is how as a as a player if if somebody wants that type of sound how do you get that sound i'll just throw it out at you guys as because you guys are players too so
1: yeah uh well i mean there's such a wide spectrum of different sounds in it um that uh it, it, a lot of times it is very crunchy but i mean pooch was just mentioning that uh that that 12 string stuff while he's talking about his 12 strings uh the, the jangle sound gets up in there a yes. lot and uh that i'm really glad to have him talking about that choir stuff i love oh, those records. choir records oh those They're are great a great deal um so you know that that those those clean jangly sounds, only really compressed, to, you know the ricks in particular. That mm-hmm. that shows up a lot as well. Open chords. Um, yeah, open chords is a huge yes. thing. Yeah, I mean strange, early Who I mean, and Beatles. Stri- that was stri- yeah, the, yeah. Ricky's were popular. I mean,
4: yeah. they, the Outside" by the Choir was recorded on a rented twelve-string f- guitar. Whoa. I did like two or three oh, takes wow. of the song. They rented it for me. I didn't own a twelve-string at the time and i never saw the guitar again wow <laughs> so it was a 12 string it was a really good for the recording session they rented me a primo 12 string wow so that's, that's what's on that record That's beautiful. but i used yeah. my rickenbacker 12 string i'm on i'm on the third neck of the thing to the air <laughs> airline and my oh. own ridiculousness Ow. one time um, but that rickenbacker 12 i used on all the raspberry uh uh records
3: wow
4: and you have to have Lansing speakers if you want to have clean, clean twelve-string sounds. Jim McGuinn was one of my heroes. We uh, oh, I yeah. saw him a couple of times. Yes. And as far as uh, electric twelve-string goes, George Harrison was a total, mm. total, you know, influence of mine. And Pete Townsend can't uh, explain. Uh, He's playing Rickenbacker twelve-string. Yeah. Jimmy Page, I hear, played a Fender. 12 string on, on Stairway to Heaven, you know. Yeah. Right. And I saw him play it at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions when uh, Jeff Beck, he inducted Jeff Beck. We were there that night. We play, had played the night before. It's the last time we actually played together, actually.
2: Wow. That's very cool. That's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah, it was, uh,
4: it was great to see Jimmy Page induct Jeff Beck. I mean, Jeff Beck is so amazing. Yeah. Now, we were in Cyrus Theory and Jeff Beck group. So, so we saw, I sang uh, the Moody Blues song, Nights in White Satin, and me and Eric had worked with the Farfisa organ and two reverb units to get it to sound like strings, you know, pre-Militron, anything. But Eric was really good at orchestrating string sounds. He had, his aunt had been in the Cleveland Orchestra, so he knew how strings entered and exited. He had that down. So uh, Jeff Beck said... We it better than the Moody Blues when we played wow. that song. Wow. But Jeff Beck, before, before the gig, was going around saying to our manager and to me and everybody that he needed some valves.
1: And <laughs> yeah. I was like,
4: Valve You gotta know I'm that like, stuff. i like, th- something wrong with your truck? what kind of valve are you talking about, man? You got the man, It turned out the... for his marshals, he was looking for tubes, <laughs> tubes. for his marshals, and but the cables are leads. Yeah, they're like valves. You, you got to be
1: con- got to be bicontinental, I guess. You know, you got to plug your guitar I'm with your lead.
4: Right. I walked. We, he was at Miner Hall of Blue, and I walked back where the stage was, and he was leaning against the wall. And he was, like, totally had to look like he was scared out of his mind. And I asked him, I said, are you all right, man? He goes, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. But he was, like, he was so frightened to go on stage. But then he went on stage and did all these things with the mic stand and, and deep knee bends. Ron Wood on bass, the Telecaster bass. They were incredible. Jeff Beck was just incredible. And this is a a blue they played. Wow. Wow. I saw Bob Seger in the same Hall of Blue, the James Gang, you know. Well, you guys used to play the with the trio, James You used to play uh, with the Jimmy James gang. and uh, Dale.
3: Yeah, used to play with the James Gang. And you also had you also had, like, Phil Kage come out of there. And a lot of good players coming out of Cleveland. Phil oh,
4: well, Kage and Joe Walsh are heavy, heavily influenced on me. Those are the guys I was competing against. So right. I had to be good. <laughs> I really had to be good. Phil Kage, I would go down and see Glass Harp. at jb's in kent ohio where the shootings took place yes and uh, i and we played down there all the time and joe and i were in a band with dan kwan who wrote it called outside right and dave burke for about a week yeah Yeah. and then Joe wanted to be in a harmony band and he got his wish
3: wow of course of course
4: that's he sure got his wish. He's really in a harmony band now. <laughs> plus, he's got Ringo as a brother-in-law. Some guy's just stuck in it, man. <laughs> yeah, and so his sister-in-law gives him, gives him Jeff Lynn's number when he needs somebody to produce his album. And look at that band, the Traveling Wilburys. Sure. Come on. Sure, sure. You've got Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, George Harrison, and who am I leaving out? Bob Dylan! Dylan. Okay, that's like, that's
3: amazing. It's amazing. That ain't
2: even fair,
3: man. It's, oh, man. Hey, I gotta ask a question here. Ken, you have a new album out?
2: Yeah. And,
3: yeah. You, and you and John Oates played on it?
0: Ace Fraley played on it. I, I want to get Wally to play on one of my records. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> and that's the, that's, cool. that's the... John Oates is cool he's great I just yes. missed is this, I just beauty, missed is this the beauty in the back seat yep okay so what what should I play let me play one of your cuts
0: um, you want to play more of a power pop one
2: yeah give me something that's more like that
0: uh, do Mona Lisa smile
2: okay I'm going to play it now again I'm pulling clips out of it to kind of show the arrangement but you're
3: going to miss the best part anyway
2: yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I these. didn't do my homework. Okay. <laughs> 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 here, here we go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: cool. You're cool. All right. Let's take a listen to Mona Lisa's spot because we're almost out of time. She found
0: the law. And she wore the good wood Striking all the cars.
2: Now there's some. Is there some electric twelve string in there, right? There's actually, wow, I don't that's think,
4: excellent, Ken. Thank
2: that's you, the, Wally. But nice
0: the, the, the DNA of the song, a, a lot of the guitar, you know, the inspiration is Wally's style playing. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's just that's his bag. I mean, he he he's the master of it. He's the master of the electric. I mean, to me, he's he's the Pete Townsend for me.
2: The, yeah,
4: I did that candy album. Yeah, I know. Gilby Clark you know, Wally, I was actually had a song called Whatever Happened to Fun. Right. But all I really did for my part was play my 12 string and play the intro to I Want to Be With You.
3: It makes sense. I called Gilby. I actually, I actually wrote to Gilby so to try to get him on. The album has it.
4: that raspberry 12 string doing I Want to Be With You. And it's like whatever happened to fun? Yeah. Whatever happened to fun? Well, well, grape and candy. I know. Well, Wally, How I actually, that, I
3: know? actually, I actually contacted I was Gilby. The
4: director on that album.
3: I, I know. That's why I was calling. It. And you also both went to Menor High School. See, you and, yeah, G- you and Gilby. you man. I know that. I know. I've got a cousin with. I grew up in. I was born in Cleveland. I grew up in L.A., but my family's in Cleveland. But it's like, and I have, <laughs> and I have, I have a cousin from Mentor. What's that? That's Pooch. This is Pat a wreck. That's his Pat. Pooch. Pat.
1: Yeah. So Pat. Pat sorry.
3: Yeah. And uh, and uh, so I was born in Cleveland, so that's why I'm wearing the the, the uh, Indians hat here. But um, but no, I actually contacted Gilby, but he says he's probably going to be uh, playing in Vancouver tonight, so he couldn't do it. But um, but I wanted him to come on because I I, I love candy. I thought they were great, and we were writing about them in flipside and everything, you know. But
4: I love Gilby, man. Gilby is so. Uh... He's he's so on, it's he's a good guy. Come
3: on, man! It's ridiculous. it's true. It's true. You know, I want to ask a. Uh, true. You no, know, Rex. Rex has a, a label he's involved with. He's got his band and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and, uh, and my band, the
1: Condors, is on it. Yeah, that's true. I'm uh, honored to have... Uh, what dude. a
4: great name, man! What yeah. a great he's, name. He's the going. Condors. Get
3: oh, out
1: of here! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <going>. <laughs> Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you, <laughs> well, Walt. I want to. I want to play because we're, we're. I told you this would go fast. Oh we're yeah. We're running out of time. Yeah. What do you uh? Do you want me to go ahead and play uh, Fort Ashby?
1: Yeah, you can play it. We talked about the twelve string a great deal. That's uh, that's that's me on the twelve. That's my band, um, wow. and there's a number of other a uh, number of other bands on the on the label, Spy including Genius. including Pooch's Spy Genius, uh, um, Classic Soul. Yep. Uh, All right, I, I
4: still got a campaign for my hands on you because well, Scott I, McCall I plays left-handed guitar backwards.
3: I got to only
4: two acoustic guitars. Me playing them, my Gibson Blue Ridge. God playing, I think, a Martin, that, uh, but it's left-handed backwards. So he makes chords that you can't do. And then we do a, a Lennon-McCartney harmony. Well, it's a so great you song, too. It's a great song. On you, you'll be like breaking it worldwide. It's a funny Nobody's song, Nobody's ever too. heard
2: this. Okay, You're I'm going gonna, gonna, yeah. to save that to take us out the Hands on You clip at song. the end of the show. I'll play that out because it really is a beautiful It's a, it's beautiful a funny clip. song, It's <laughs> man,
4: but, I'm telling you. But yeah. let me go
2: ahead and play real quick. Let me play uh, Fort Ashby real quick so we can take a listen to that. the be the Armwires. Uh, the Armors. Here we go. mix is that's just acoustic 12 strings oh or? no
1: that's a rickenbacker
2: there's a rickenbacker yeah
1: it's, yeah it's uh there's a there's an acoustic in there which is weird because we almost never put acoustics on our records that was a long time ago
2: that we did that
1: but yeah that's my. i mean and and yeah rick 12 was my primary instrument um, oh okay yeah, i mean i barely play six string at all to be honest really yeah, that's, that's just that's what I've done for about. Can't explain was a Rick Twelve. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, and you can hear the McGuinn all over that too. I yes. mean, that's what I mean. Like, it's funny. Every once in a while, people use the term folk rock, um, and you know, that's what folk rock originally meant. It was all electric. You know, it, right? That right, was right. the whole point. Of it. And like, you say that nowadays, people think of James Taylor or something like that. You know, which is really acoustic. But then, I mean, you know, it was electric music. When that when that was first, you know. The
2: yeah, thing. When yeah, that, be, yeah. 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 Was, no, that's that whole true. Point of it, yeah. And uh, but the well, I told you guys it would go by real fast. <laughs> I told you, it's already we're already we're already out of time. But I really before I play, I'm going to go ahead and play um, hands that on hands on you. Awesome. The end Great part. Time. It's the end Great segment. Time. But what I want to do is just go right around the line. I'll, I'll start with the guys here and I'll tell us what you're doing, how to get a hold of your stuff, your your new album, where it is. Your, if you have a website so that everybody knows where everything is to, to get more information, and I'll start with Ken. Yeah, well,
0: I'm still, um, my new album came out, Beauty in the Backseat, uh, in the backseat, and I'm still recording all the time with Fernando Perdomo. And going to give a shout you know, out to Fernando. Fernando. Yeah, Fernando He's, he's great. Awesome. To get it,
1: he needed to get it imported, for and, sure.
0: And my website's www.ken-sharp.com.
1: Oh, very cool. Uh, big Stir Records. Uh, it's, it's a re- record label, but we also produce a whole series of live shows here in LA and in the UK. And one on Saturday. And one, including one coming up on Saturday at shows Great American, and then one coming up at the Oval in uh, Croydon South London later That's on right? in November. We also publish a magazine. Um, that Mr. Mr. Uh, DiPuccio here was a big inspiration, flipside, so we do a Big Stir magazine as well, and uh, my partner Christina and I do a radio show. Basically, just follow it all anywhere you can find Big Stir. And, of course, it's a tribute to Big Star, um, which we can't do the Power Pop show without throwing them out there as one of the other seminal artists. Mm-hmm. But it's Big oh, Stir, yeah. as in causing a commotion. So bigstirrecords.com and you know, the same kind of obvious places you would find us on Facebook, you can kind of see this whole community organization thing that we're trying to do.
3: Okay, Pooch? Um, yeah, the, my band The Condor's new record came out on, uh, last year on Big Stir. Great name thank you thank you yeah, and yeah, yeah. and uh, and so you can go to the condors.com and in right now i'm just kind of doing some songwriting with a friend of mine from the band the pop in the '80s, a uh, uh, fantastic songwriter out there, Roger. So I'm doing some running with him out in Nashville and things like that, and uh, um, and uh, you know, and just enjoying talking to you, Wally, and uh, to being with Ken and uh, and uh, Rex and, and and my friend from school. <laughs> just-
2: and, and Wally, uh, how what's going on with you, and how can people find out more about what you're doing?
4: Uh, new vinyl released on Norton Records. I guess you'll have to Google Norton Records, but it's uh. I was 19 years old when we recorded these songs, and it was the second version of the choir uh, with Jim Snakestein, Dave Smalley, Jim Bonfanny, and myself. Uh, other than that, I'm uh, playing in my living room right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you were doing things with your son, right, for a while? You, uh, you Didn't oh, you yeah. have a band?
4: Jesse, uh, Jesse was visiting me, and uh, there, there's uh, we did a, 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 a CD called The Bryson Group. Cool. It's called Dry... And uh, that's still available out there in, uh, online somewhere, cool. you know. Cool. Yeah, my cool. son Jesse is the real deal. Talk yeah. about power pop. He's, he's a genius, you
1: well, know. Wally, is, that, is that a vintage recording? And you said those are old recordings from the, the record? Yeah,
4: Jesse's stuff is about 15 years old now, 15 or 20. But the vintage recordings are, yeah, we got them off the original acetate.
1: By the way, the one songs
4: thing are called, I, I'd rather you leave me, and so, I only did it because yeah. I felt so lonely. Those are cool. New are release cool. on Norton Records. So, on okay, vinyl.
1: I know what I'm doing when I get
3: home. That's right. Hey, Wally, one more thing. One more thing. I love your acoustic playing, man. It's just it's Thank you. it's wonderful. It's you can hear everything cleanly. I think one thing about power pop. Roll, Blue
4: one thing, Ridge.
3: What is that? At I'm so
4: Blue Ridge acoustic. It's beautiful. It's in
3: Blue Ridge. It's beautiful. Well, one thing about the power pop. One thing I have to say is. The leads and things follow the melodies. They weren't just blowing chops over existing chord changes. They follow the melodies, and the way you played, you know, with with the chords and, and the leads together and all that. It's brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And you carried that through it's the so other bands fun. you played with too. Being
4: with all you guys, but it's a god given talent. You have to do the work. Yes. But it really is. I got the whole program. I got the gift. My son Jesse got the program. Wow. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. Ken yes. yeah. Sharp knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. it's in your blood. It's in your brain. It's it's music. You know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true.
2: Well, we're out of time. I'm going to play the um, a clip of "Hands on You," but before I, I, I want world premiere. World right, right, premiere. Right. Uh, but I just want to shout out to your lovely wife, yes, Kay. Thank she put this Kay. together, Thank and you, Kay. you're Kay. awesome. And all of you guys, and of course Pooch, introduced me to all these people. And uh, Wally, thanks. when you get that, uh, when you get thanks the, for having me on, Jeff. oh my pleasure! I, I plan on having you back next year, and hopefully, will okay. this the these cuts that we're showing the from the raspberries will be available, and we can talk more about the recording because I want to get more into talking about guitars. With very you. cool. Mm-hmm. There's much more to Sounds talk brilliant. about with you about guitars. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Thank you again. Hang on the line. I'm going to mute you for a minute. After the music stops, after a couple seconds, I'll come back on and talk to you after the show's off. But everybody, thank you so much thank for you. being Lally, here. Wally,
3: thanks so much. My, thanks, my fellow years.
2: friends, Ron Herbrand, Doug Moore are here. Yes, yes. Um, but here's a clip from "Hands on You" unreleased. This is here. You go. No hurry.
4: One, two. This is one. Three.